Welcome to Revelant, where we are revealing the relevant and revolutionary Word of God. I'm your host, Mia Jani, and today we will be discussing, Does Jesus Know You? Does Jesus know you? The concept that not everyone who claims to know Christ is known of Christ has always been of particular importance to me. Because I think how devastating it is to have spent time and effort into something, into the achieving of a goal, and never able to attain it. I once knew an athlete that desired with all his heart to play in the NBA. Practiced hard, he worked hard, he prayed, he tried to confess it into existence, he joined international leagues, he even joined several international teams and played there, but he never made it to the NBA. And how sad it is that he put in so much effort and time but yet he fell short of his goal. Make no mistake, there are people who spend a lifetime, however, they never come to know him. And this is a tragic tragedy. I understand scripture that says, count the cost that you have what it takes to complete it. I don't think anyone starts building to not complete the task, to not achieve the goal. I've actually seen a building which stands uncompleted. It was a church building, in fact, and to this day it remains unfinished and to look at it is a sad sight. When they first started out, began their, their building of the building, they had signs out that said future site of, I forget the church's name, but let's just say XYZ Church. You know, they had big banners and everything. And very, were, were very excited and the foundation was laid. They're still excited. The, Walls came up, they were still excited. The roof came on with the steeple, they were still excited. And then all of a sudden, everything stopped. And as grass began to grow up around the building, you stopped seeing the signs. They were fading out and then they were taken down that said future site. XYZ Church. And when I pondered that, I thought about how I later discovered that the reason why that church was never completed was because the plumbing would be in the wrong place and couldn't reach the place where they were located on the land. <clears throat> And to actually have their church on that land, they would have to tear down what was already built and start again. 
And guess what? They did not have the funds. They did not have the money to do it. They hadn't counted the cost. They didn't understand what it was going to take to build. And so they started out building, but they couldn't finish. And this is the story of many people. And they end up missing the achievement of the goal. Because what is the believer's walk but the attainment of eternal life? The goal of the believer's walk is the attainment of eternal life. But the reason why so many people miss it is they don't count the cost. For if they counted the cost, they would know what it takes to get to the goal. Jesus says, No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And so it's central to know him. Do you know Jesus? You know, you can do the works of the Lord and still not know him. We often don't think in terms of that, but scripture is clear. I remember the scripture in Matthew 7 also, 7.13. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go therein. I've often pondered this because... When so many people claim Christ, you must wonder how many will be known of Christ. If broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there's so many that go their way that way, it's hard to imagine sometimes. But there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is destruction. Many will say, Lord, Lord. And so could it be that many professing believers working for Christ are deceiving themselves into believing that they are known by Jesus when in fact they are on the broad road leading to destruction? Does Jesus know you? The Bible says, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. I believe that many times people get on that broad road because they're looking for and accepting the validation of man. Man's ways are not God's ways. And so it's a dangerous thing to allow man to validate you. Man is not equipped to determine your eternal destination, to provide you eternal security. That broad way says that there is a lot of people on the road to destruction who will not attain the goal 
of eternal life. Because they're missing the central part, the central requirement, the prerequisite, and that's knowing Jesus. And being known with Jesus. Does Jesus know you? Many people look at rosters and they look and make the mistake that membership in the family of God is akin to membership in an organization. But here is the reality. Narrow is the road, straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. The straight gate it's only by way of knowing Jesus. Does Jesus know you? Matthew 7, 21 through 24. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven, Many will say in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Wow. One day I was reading this and the Holy Spirit asked me, who are these people saying, Lord, Lord. And it occurred to me that this is an important question. At first I was shocked by it, but now it makes total sense because sometimes we haze over scripture that we're familiar with. And we miss the important, deeper truths to those scriptures. And here, the Holy Spirit's asking me, who are these people that are saying, Lord, Lord? Because clearly they're not the people we would consider to be the world. Clearly they're not people who are not doing what we would consider to be Christian works. But in fact, these people are people who we would consider to be professing Christians. They're saying, Lord, Lord, we're doing these things in your name. Those are not things that people in the world think about doing. Sad thing. that they were deceived and didn't recognize that Jesus didn't know them. And so the Spirit of God quickened me when I read this and said, who are these people? And it's important for us to examine these people because in essence we're talking about goats that believe they're sheep 
tares that are among the wheat? How important is the question? Who are these people? Because in this is the question. Does Jesus know you? Let's examine these people more closely. First, we see they're saying, Lord, Lord. And they're saying it twice, which usually is indicative of the importance of that statement. Or in this case, someone. When a person calls Jesus Lord, we usually believe that that person has made him Lord, master over their entire lives. You would think that they have surrendered to his leading and immersed themselves in his way because they're saying, Lord, Lord. However, as we see in this text, he's saying many will say, Lord, Lord. They won't enter the kingdom. A Lord is one that has power and authority over others. But to some, this could be just a title. Someone acknowledges the title of a person. It doesn't mean that they have put themselves under the authority of that person. I'll give you an example. Not so much today, but in the past, princes of, of England were called lords. And these lords ruled territories wherein they were the governors and the authority over people who were to call their subjects. But despite this, they were still called Lord by persons who were not a part of their kingdom. They were still called Lord by persons that were not their subjects because they were still called Lord because of the title and the place of reverence and respect for their position. So while it was true, that they were a Lord and people would call them Lord if they met an American who was clearly not a subject of their Lordship. The American might still say Lord so-and-so because that was their title as well. In the same way, many people will say Lord, Lord they may not have made Jesus their Lord. They may not be a subject of the kingdom, of the Lord. They may not be a part of his kingdom. They may just be referring to his title. 
but they may not have need. Lord, is Jesus known? Second, the people referenced in the text. Lord, we prophesy in your name. To prophesy means to speak for another. And in this context, these people were speaking for God or speaking God's word. In essence, they preached. Sad is the story of preachers who preach about someone they do not know. Imagine that. I often give an example when I'm doing the work of an evangelist. And I give the example of a man named John And you have a friend who always talks about Johnny. Johnny this and Johnny that. All your life, this friend has been telling you about Johnny. This is Johnny's favorite food. And this is where Johnny likes to go. And this is Johnny's favorite XYZ. And this is Johnny's favorite XYZ. And Johnny likes this. And Johnny looks like this. And Johnny does this. And Johnny did this. And Johnny, 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 Johnny. Your friend may talk about Johnny so much that you're like, man, I know everything about Johnny. I know what Johnny likes to eat. I know where his favorite restaurant is. I know so much about Johnny. We've heard so much about Johnny for so long, repetitively, that you start believing you know Johnny. There's this deception. You could tell people what Johnny's everything is. You could answer X, Y, Z number of questions about Johnny. But when you finally meet Johnny, you say, Johnny, I have heard so much about you. I feel like I know you. But Johnny will say, you know what? But I don't know you. You may have even told other people about Johnny because you heard so much about him. And that's what we see also with preachers. They're talking about Jesus. Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? But Jesus says, I never knew you. That's a sad commentary of someone's life. To be preaching about Jesus, but not knowing not have a relationship with Jesus. And sometimes when people have grown up in the church and they have gotten involved with things at a young age, and even sometimes at an older age, but they've immersed themselves in the fellowship of the believers and they groomed and groomed to do things and different auxiliaries and serving in different capacities. They can be in that atmosphere where they are gleaning a 
about Jesus. They're hearing about him constantly, repetitively. They learn the word of God, but they miss the goal. They miss the mark. The goal is to know him, be known of him, such that you enter into eternal life. Third, the people said, we cast out devils in Jesus' name. Here's where it gets scary. Because people seek the miraculous as confirmation that they have a relationship with Jesus. But we mustn't forget that there were seven sons of Sceva who casted out devils. Oh yeah. They saw the miraculous being done in Jesus' name. Because see, he's still Lord. He's still all-powerful. And he is mighty. And his name has authority. Demons are subject to that name. So you can use the name of Jesus and cast out devils. But these seven sons of Sceva... They found out what happens when you cast out those devils. And you don't have a relationship with the person whose name you use. So they go and they do what they saw Paul do. In the name of Jesus who Paul preaches about, we cast out these demons. And the demons are like, wait a minute, hold on. These devils are like, wait a minute. We, we, we know Paul. We know Jesus, definitely. But who are you? And so even though they cast them out of the other people, the devils went into them and overthrew them. Why? Because the greater one wasn't in them. So signs of the miraculous are not indicative that you are known by Jesus, that you have a relationship with Jesus. Does Jesus know you? Fourth, these people had done wonderful works in Jesus' name. And isn't this the case by so many people? They think that, you know, I can do all of these great things I have given to the needy, I've helped the homeless, I have, you know, done all these wonderful things and these programs and, hey, done many wonderful works. But that is not a sign that you know Jesus, that Jesus knows you. Those things may be of great value, but the deception is that those works will be enough the deception is that those good, wonderful works will override the fact that you don't have a relationship with Jesus. And it won't work. Fifth, and this is most important. The people did not do the will.
how sad it would be if you can go through life and never consider what the will of the Father is. We pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. The will of the Father was what allowed Jesus to go to the cross. And it should prompt us to take up our cross daily. The will of the Father is that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The will of the Father is for his kingdom to come, but many are not seeking the will of the Father. They are refusing the cross, seeking their own will and seeking their own kingdom. After Adam and Eve had sinned, God went looking for them because he'd been used to having that fellowship and that relationship with his children. And when that breach happened, he was still looking for that relationship. Is Jesus knowing? Herein is the main distinguishing factor between those that are known of God and those that aren't. Those that seek not their own will, but the will of the Father. The will of the Father no matter the personal cost. Jesus was getting ready to go to the cross. He says, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. See, those that know Jesus and that Jesus knows are seeking the will of the Father above their own will. They're taking up their cross daily. They're following after him seeking his face, seeking to please him with their lives and not seeking their own will. These are they that repent, who really accept the lordship of Jesus, that put themselves under the lordship of Jesus, who don't just say, Lord, Lord, they say, my Lord. These are they who preach the word of God out of a relationship with God. Who give examples of how he's worked and moved in their lives. And how they have benefited from the relationship. They prophesy in Jesus' name. And when they cast out devils, these are they who do so with the power and authority of the greater is he that is in them, Jesus. Such that demons know who they are and that demons tremble. These are they who seek the will of the Father. And when they do works, 
They do greater works in the name of the Lord Jesus. These are people. But does Jesus know you? 